Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Alright everyone, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 310 with Amanda Mackay. How are you, Amanda? Well, thank you, Dale. Thank you for inviting me along. My pleasure. Now, you are in lovely Brisbane. Uh, what's been making you smile in Brisbane in the last seven days? The weather. <laughs> the it's always good, though. Like... It's always good. Yeah. And I had a birthday, so I had oh. really nice celebrations and lovely messages and spending time with people. So that, that was actually really great, too. Oh, very nice. Well, happy happy birthday. Um, they come around <laughs> once a year. It's always nice when uh, the weather's good for it. Yes, always nice here. <laughs> it is. And for people listening around the world, Brisbane, uh, Amanda, I, it, I think the weather's always good. That is uh, part of living in Queensland. It's uh, one of one of the many qualities of the place. It is. We don't get a lot of winter, which is really nice. It's pretty even. Summers can get pretty hot, but, you know, these days everyone has air con, so that's all right. They do. They do indeed. Now, I am, and we are talking before, I've... I'm so curious about what we're going to talk about today. Um, you're a second generation sound therapist. Now, for me, there's so many, you know, sound therapy, there's so many different ways that people can heal and um, work on themselves and everything like that. Um, can you, let's dive into it. Um, what, what is sound therapy? And uh, for somebody like myself who uh, has got no idea, uh, you might need a, you know, one of those dummy guides, you might need to really dull it down for me here, Amanda, but I'm really excited to hear more about it. Okay, so sound therapy is essentially helping you to relax. That's going to be the first thing it's going to do. So you know when you listen to different kinds of music, it evokes different emotions in you. You know, you might have a really upbeat song and you really get into that groove something quieter you know you might listen to some Tchaikovsky or Beethoven that sort of thing it really relaxes you this is what sound therapy does it helps to relax your body and it helps helps to relax the central nervous system so a lot of people have heard of singing bowls and sound baths where you might go in for a meditation it's guided they'll use some singing bowls and it really helps you to relax you're going to have probably the best night's sleep you've ever had when you've had that experience. But it is actually relaxing the body. It can entrain the brain waves also. So when we're in our thinking modes, we're, we're open, we're alert, and to go to sleep, the brain changes. So you can use these instruments to actually change that as well. So that's okay. essentially what sound therapy will do for you. It will help with your sleep. It will help with anxiety, relaxation actually can help people focus a lot better because it's reducing those really heightened states of emotional places so you can be more productive and you can get more work done and have better connections with people because you're not anxious or worried or those types of things. So essentially it's uh, it's another form of mindfulness and it's allowing people to be present, uh, you know, Absolutely, as yeah. you know, not like block out all the part of the pump but all the other sound all the other noise that is going on because we have so many thoughts and we're so busy and things like this so essentially you're giving people the opportunity to block all that out and just be present and when that happens ev everything else improves 
It really does. So when I'm working with people in the clinic and say I see them for three, maybe six sessions, which is a really good timeline, you can really see the difference from that first session where they come in, they're anxious, they're overwhelmed. And it's not like we're changing their life circumstances, but the way that they can handle it and the way that they can move through it. So they get as stressed when something comes up. Even I even have people from, you know, the corporate world who come in and they're managing their job relationships and, you know, they have lots of things in their inbox and they're just handling it a lot better. They're moving through it and going, you know what, actually had a really good week this week. I can really notice the difference. And then if they actually take something like one of our tuning forks home to use during the week as well, and they're regulating those emotions at home on a daily basis, it's like in six weeks, it's like looking at a completely different person. Yeah, now Much I want to talk more calmer. Yeah, yeah. And I want to talk about tuning forks in a minute because again, that's something that I'm really excited to learn more about. But um essentially and I talk about this in a lot of the work I do. I use play to help people, you know, be present and, and regulate particularly stress and anxiety because they're two emotions that we know we need, but we need to know how to regulate them. Um, essentially, that's exactly what you're doing. And there's a different option because as human beings, we are all different. Nobody ticks the same way. Nobody operates the same way. Um, and what I might do to regulate stress and anxiety or different emotions won't work for other people. So, um, it's just another way of allowing people that space to reduce everything going on. Is it like, I'm really, I'm, guess, I'm guessing that's what it is. is. Is it as simple as that? It actually is that simple. Yes. <laughs> Good. I'm not a very intelligent person. Man. I'm, I'm, as I said, I needed that dummy's guide and I think I'm getting my head around it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is really, really that simple. And the good thing about this is we don't need to talk about people's stories. They don't need to dive into what happened. They can give you an idea of what they want to work on and what might be going on, but it's not a therapy, so we don't need to know everything that's going on. And I think that actually helps people let go of the story and the emotion because they're not reliving it every time they talk about it. So with this, we can actually put the tuning forks on the body and it helps to release the stress from the body. And that's just emotion that has been held. We all know that when we, we're stressed, you hold on to it, your shoulders, your neck, your forehead might get tight. Lower back is another big one for people. And when that's released, even that is less stressful for you through the day when you haven't got that body pain. And then when you're gut when then when you're dealing with something that might be a communication in a meeting or a relationship, that sort of thing, it then isn't then adding on to that pain in the body as well. It's like it it collects it, it's like a magnet. So every time you feel that same feeling, it's connect, connecting more pain, whether it's emotional or physical. So with the sound therapy, it's like the tuning fork or the singing bowl is warm water. And that emotion in the body is like a sugar cube. And it's like it just pours it over and just melts it away. It's really that easy. Yeah, It's that so, simple. That's that's what it does. Yeah. So with that, and I suppose I can really resonate with you. I've uh, been to, done a lot of therapy in my life, but you've, that is basically, you know, taking all your clothes off and being the most vulnerable you've ever been. Do you mean like you are warts and all, you're not leaving anything on the table because that's how you get the results. Do you find that because people don't have to do that, but they're still essentially 
you know, getting to the, the root of it, you know, if it's that pain in their neck or feels like they're carrying 10 people on their shoulders because of all this tension, um, they, but they don't have to share the reason why, or they don't have to go into their childhood when they're four, something horrible happened that people are more inclined to try it because it's not as intrusive. Yes. They actually feel a little bit more safe, I think, in mm. that environment where they're not having to expose all those things because it is a vulnerability that you might not want to share with everybody. And the more that you repeat those stories, the more that you, you talk about it, the more you store that in the body as a stress or a tension. So the less you can actually talk about it but heal it, the easier it is. Mm. Yeah. That, uh, that's, that's really interesting um, because at the end of the day, if people feel safe, then normally it allows healing to take place. Um Whereas if, you know, when you're in a therapist or something that it takes probably a while to get to that safe space. And in that meantime, you have to, like you're telling the therapist things you've never told anybody, whereas straight away they're feeling safe because they know that they don't have to share that. And anything else is probably a bonus. It's like, do you find people are sort of, I don't know, they're a lot more inclined just because they know that they're not going to have to do that? I actually ha have people tell me, a lot of things that they probably haven't actually told other people because okay. they do know it's safe and I'm not I'm not in their personal life so I'm not sharing it with anyone and we can actually connect some dots with why this emotion is happening here because it did happen back there it might not be presenting in the same way but it's the same feeling and it's those feelings and emotions that we're changing so yes people do actually tell me a lot of their story and some people really like to talk about it and we don't go too much into it, but it gives me an idea of what they want to work on and how we can move forward with that. But it's not essential. Mm. Um, is that because you make people feel good? Like they do like in um lovely room that I'm seeing in the background there. It's blue. I know you've got some really nice lights. Um, people feel comfortable. Um, and then once they start, they start feeling the pressure release and things like that. Does that just when they they want to start sharing? I know they don't have to, but is that sometimes a byproduct of, you know, the impact you're having? Yes, I think it is. I think when people are in here and there's no judgment, absolutely no judgment on what they're saying because it's just, for me, it's just a guide of where I need to work. And I've had a lot of big life experiences myself and healed a lot of things. So I actually understand what it's like to be vulnerable and have these big things and needing to heal them. So it's the the space of knowing that they're not being judged at all and they can say anything that they need to and it's going to be okay. Mm, that's, uh, it, I think that's all people want at the end of the day. It doesn't matter where that is, Amanda, to, you know, feel like what they say is it's safe. They're not going to be judged. They're not going to be feel, made feel shamed of anything um, because we know it does help in a way. But when you are in that space and you're allowing it to occur, it must be really rewarding. For me? Yeah, for you. <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you're clients. Really <laughs> it is for them, but, yeah, it is for me too. I actually really love seeing the transformation and the difference in people because I know the difference that it's made in my life and the, the changes that I've made. And I'm living a completely different emotional life than I was 20 years ago. So being able to help people through that, 
is probably the only reason I really do it because I love helping people heal. I've been able to um, understand people's pain, even from a really young age, I could see it in people, had a, a natural affinity with people's emotions and feelings, like I could feel it, I could see it in them. And so I think even though I didn't have the language for it or the understanding of it when I was young, it's that wanting to help people feel better. I always just wanted to help people not feel like they were in pain. I didn't know what it meant back then, yeah, yeah. but it's evolved into my work now. Isn't that interesting that, uh, you know, you feel something and, and it's like a higher calling, like it's, it's there, but it, it just, you just don't know. And sometimes you just have to sit with it and it manifests and it takes its time to come out. Do you feel through that being able to understand people and see things in them that you're able to read, you know, their communication styles and their personality better and have a deeper, deeper connection with them because of that? Yes, it is. It's because when they start talking, that I can actually, it's like you might see a whole page of text, but there's three words right in the middle that are really significant. And they're the three words that you need to talk to people about. That's essentially how it works for me. They could tell me a whole story, but it's that one little piece of information, that one little section. And often it's something that they just brush over, mm. that they don't really go into. And that's the really core part of what you're helping them with. And so when they feel heard, seen, understood, it's safe, they're really willing to let that go. Mm, that's so it so does true. help to be able to, to understand what people are saying, not so much in their words, but their feelings. Because you can feel it underneath what, what they're actually going through and what they mean by what they're saying. And that's what we're helping people with. Yeah. Uh, well, I've had a few people on recently, Amanda, that, you know, talking about personality types and understanding and different things like that. And essentially, like you just said there, all people want to do in life is feel like they're making a difference, essentially what you're doing. But more importantly, people want to feel valued. People want to feel heard. Um, it doesn't yes. matter where you are. It's as simple as that. Um, and if you can do that, then you do get the impact of being able to change their life in such a positive way. Um, but more importantly, they feel like they're warranted, that they're important. That's that's such a lovely thing to be able to do. They really do. When somebody feels like they're actually seen and valued, there's nothing more than they actually want. There's, it all starts from when, you, when you're young. You know, you, you weren't seen, you weren't heard. It might have been one small moment that as an adult you would you wouldn't even think about it you go oh yeah that was all right it had such a big impact that it's actually affecting what's going on today and if you can go back and then think okay well we can just release that emotion that's sitting in the body around that particular experience then we're reducing that uh, pull of that magnet of that emotion and so they're less likely to keep having that repeated experience which is why people can't change habits, why they keep attracting the wrong person or the job or the boss or whatever it is, because it is the exact same feeling and emotion they get from that interaction that they had that wasn't healed at some other time. Mm, wow. So that's what, 
powerful, yeah. powerful. So we know that you, when you put the work in and there's different options and like what we're talking about here, sound therapy, we know the impact it can have and it can be liberating. Why are people so hesitant that if they, you know, keep having the same issues at work or this isn't fair or they keep they keep having the same problems in a relationship or is, like different things going on in the life. Why are people so hesitant? Like we know that there's answers out there. What do you find that, you know, once people have those results, they share with you, Oh, I should have done this earlier. Or why are people so hesitant to do things like this to uplift their life? I think firstly, they may not even know it's an option. Mm. So listening to a podcast like yours, they might actually hear it for the first time they might not even be aware that this is actually something that they can do mm. secondly I think change is quite scary for people they know how to function in that dysfunction they know what to expect they know how to react it's you know some people can be together for 20 years and they're having this same argument <laughs> because <Yep. laughs> there's been no change there's been no growth but they both know what they're going to get out of it. It's almost like a guarantee. You know, someone's going to storm off, someone's going to do this, and it's going to come back together, and then it all goes back to the way it was. So they actually find comfort in it because they know what to expect. Change can be scary for people. But with this, it's not like we're changing your life. We're not, we don't tell people what to do or give them advice. We're just changing the emotions so they can feel differently about their life. Mm. So it can be that not wanting to change because it's a bit scary. You know, if I did this, what I don't know what the other outcome is going to be. I know what that outcome is going to be, but not this one. So that can be a bit of why people don't do it. But everybody that I've worked with that has come in for those probably three to six sessions. Some people have actually worked with me for years and not because they really need it, because they really love it and they just want to keep exploring and growing and changing. And um, so when they've had those uh, group of sessions and they can feel the difference, they are really happy about it. And they're like, okay, I can go and do all these other things now. And they probably do think, why didn't I do it earlier? Yeah. But they may not have even heard about it. Yeah, that's no, so true. Like that's that's so true. But I think unless you if you just keep doing the same thing every day, like you said, it's Groundhog Day, that movie with Bill Murray. Do you know what I mean, like nothing is yes. going to change. Like, yes, you know what you're going to get, but is that what you want? Are you just accepting that? Whereas nothing exciting happens or no growth happens when you do not take a risk. Um I, I just think people that are on that treadmill of life, you know, like you just said, you have the same argument, things, no yeah. one's going to do this for you. No one's going to put the work in, in anything in life. Um, but yeah. then when people do come to you, man, and you hear the results and everything like that, you're like, bloody hell, people that are having the same issues, Bill Murray and your groundhog, wake up. <laughs> but does that frustrate you sometimes? It frustrates me when I hear people that are, you can change something, but you need to do it yourself. Yeah. I think, though, people are ready at different times, you know, and you're just there for when they need you. They might not actually need you. They might need someone else. And it could be they go and do this thing and then they try another therapy and then they might do some other new thing that's come along and then they'll read a book and then they're ready. 
It's all different stages of consciousness. You hear what you're ready for. So people hearing this will be ready to maybe explore something different. They might think, oh, yeah, I'm not really sure about this sound therapy, but I'll do a bit more research. It might be in three months' time where someone invites them to a group session. They're like, oh, yeah, I've heard of this. This is actually really good, you know, and it's that it's a ripple effect. Mm. So it's little bit, little bit, little bit. And you're there. Planting seeds. Planting seeds. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I don't really get frustrated with people because I understand you're you're at a different phase. Like you heal and then you recalibrate and then you heal a bit more and then it's a new way of being again. And so you just keep evolving like that. Mm. That's why you yeah. do what you do, Amanda. You explain that so much, uh, so much nicer than what I did. <laughs> but it does make sense. Everybody, you know, you take things in at different times, and um, we all, yeah. we all, uh, ideas, and they hatch at different things. You know, like they're not all going to sprout and go, "Wow, that was a great episode, man! I, I need that now." But we're planting seeds. And I think that's the same with anything in life. I, I really agree with that. And the way you put it was really nice. So I might go back and listen to that because the way I did wasn't very nice. And I'm sorry if I offended everyone. Now, tuning forks. Let's talk about it. I love forks. I like eating with them. What's a tuning fork? I'm excited by this. Okay. A tuning fork is a sound therapy instrument. Now, no one else is going to be able to see this, but I'm going to show you. Yeah, good. I want to see it. <laughs> this is one of the shapes. So, for anyone listening, it's like a long U shape with a handle down the bottom, and you can Google these. Like a tongue that you might our... use on a barbecue, yeah. like flicking a steak. And this is a different shape one. So it's there thicker. are different types. Yeah. So this is an. We have aluminium and we have stainless steel, and this one's got gold plating, like a twenty, not plated, coated, twenty-four karat coated. Um, and then you have. Um, so you would, sorry, I didn't think I would show you this, but That's you actually right. have like, you strike a fork. You may not be able to hear that over the recording, but then you can put them on the body like this. So you actually really feel that vibration down deep into the body. Some people call it a sonic massage. So you can feel it like a massage. It actually goes deeper than anyone can with their thumbs. I used to do a lot of, uh, therapeutic massage for people years ago and you can get so much deeper with these it's easier like if you actually if you are a massage therapist and you're listening to this it's less work for you if you use these on people's body <laughs> Better on your thumbs. you can go yeah exactly <laughs> it goes deeper into the body and so it can release that tension deeper um wow. it relaxes the central nervous system when you put them on um, around the heart space or just underneath the collarbones as well. So they are a sound therapy instrument and, and they've been around for uh, hundreds of years. You will see that in some really old photos like in Egypt and that sort of thing, they actually have these kind of shaped things in there. Now, we don't really know what they did with them, but one study said that they actually tied um, like wires around them and flick the wires and that's how they got the resonance of the tuning fork so sound therapy has been around for a long time if you look at you know ancient cultures like with the didgeridoo or drums or horns and that sort of thing they were essentially doing sound therapy 
but it was called something different. But tuning forks in this modern form have been around for a few hundred years, uh, made by a musician in uh, England. There you go. And he used he invented them to get a uniform tuning of all instruments because before that they were using like um, wooden tubes and it's really not consistent because if you know wood, it can change with humidity and weather and all that kind of stuff. So that's why they actually started with tuning forks. And then I think it was someone around the 70s started using them in therapy for people and on the body. And that's how it's evolved. Yeah. So... Is it like tapping? So like you were saying, you know, where you put it on your body and the vibration goes in, you know, when you're tapping certain spots, like does it sort of have a similar effect? Is it like that? It is it is different to EFT. So with yep. that, you're actually having to say different mantras and things like that as you move around the different points of the body. You don't need to with these. You can enhance it by doing that as well, but you don't need to. It's going to release the emotion that's sitting anywhere in the body, no matter where you put it. So EFT has particular points, you know, whereas these, it's everywhere. Use it all over the body. Wow. Including your feet, the ears. (laughs) Actually, right on that. Oh, yeah, right on the top of the fingertips is actually really nice too. It's it's a very different feeling because we don't do much really nice therapeutic things with our fingertips, you know. No one thinks about them. We scroll, we scroll, and we tap. That's about, that's about anyone. Unless you're, unless you're training, (laughs) they do. They get flogged. (laughs) Um, Now, obviously, Amanda, that's I'm really I'm intrigued by this. Um, You've obviously had really good impacts on yourself. Like it's as you said before, you know, from growing up and where you are now, it's had a big impact on your life. Um, Do you have any like really? I love a good success story. You don't have to use names, of course, but. So anybody that has come to you that has been, you know, debilitated or in a really bad way and um, a really good success story to warm everyone's heart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I don't, it's probably the most significant one that I do actually have permission to talk about. Still won't um, name any names. I had a client quite a few years ago and we actually did sessions online. Well, actually, it wasn't even online then. It was over the phone. So I would ring this person every week and we would talk on the phone and I would do a session like this. So you can see my table here. There's no one on it. And I would work as though I'm working on him when um, he was a bit further up north in Queensland. So we would go through the session and I worked with him for months every week for about three without, months. Without seeing, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but so without seeing you, you're on, like, not even FaceTime. Like, this is just over the no. telephone. Wow. No, I didn't even have Zoom back then. I just would ring him on the phone with some headphones. Yeah, sorry, I interrupt. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Um, so, yeah, we worked for three months and he would have been in his 60s. He'd had a lifetime of trauma. So growing up in a really... Um, traumatized household with father that you know was an alcoholic and violent and that kind of thing and he was the eldest so obviously lots of responsibility in that kind of way as well and had been an addict for with a lot of different things alcohol drugs 
for his entire adult life. So that's a long time. Yeah. And so we um, worked through all of these different things. So all of the emotions and the relationship stuff with the parents and all of that sort of thing. And not only did he feel really good, but there was an impact with his father. So his dad actually started being more considerate to his mum. And he, I rang him one day and he was just crying, saying to me, I never thought I would see the day where he was nice to mum. Wow. And it was only something little. It was like, would you like a cup of tea? What would you like to do? And this is a man who'd never considered anybody before, especially not his wife. So we, it was like when we were talking before about the, the magnet, so once this man didn't have those feelings sitting in his body, it's like when you change, it affects the people around you. So if you stop being cranky around people, they're nicer to you because you're nicer to them. So the vibration and the frequency in him changed and it started to change and have an effect around him as well. It was probably one of the best stories in that way because it had such an impact for him. You know, he was really just so appreciative and so grateful that this change had come and he was not wanting to do any other indulgences with substances and was getting better sleep and was actually um, valuing himself more. And when we were talking before about why people don't want change, it's because often they don't feel like they're worth it. Mm. They don't feel like they're actually worth having a good life. And this is the kind of change it can have. I had a, a client, I met her at the Mind Body Spirit Festival and I did a, like a 10, 15-minute session with her with the tuning forks and it's in the middle of this crazy, busy, noisy festival, right? And I'm just sitting across from her and we're just having a little chat and I just do this little thing with the forks and probably about six months later she comes in to see me in my clinic and says, I saw you. I had that session. It was amazing. Since then, I've been able to sleep. She hadn't been able to sleep for so long. And that wow. tiny little session in this noisy environment made had such a big impact. So then she started coming for some sessions. And then she brought her mum, who came from overseas, did not speak English. I don't speak any other language but English. So the daughter was the translator. And um, so she'd come in and tell me what she wanted, what her mum wanted, and then I go, okay, and then just leave them to it. So there's no conversation whatsoever because we can't communicate. <laughs> and then we did these couple of sessions and her mum went back home overseas. Now, our daughter checks in with her all the time. How are you going? Great. She spent 50 years, it's a 5-0, on sleep medication. So after these sessions, she didn't need that medication anymore. Wow. And she keeps saying, yep, I'm still off it. I'm still not using that medication, still sleeping, just from having these sessions. And it wouldn't have been any more than probably two. Wow, that's now, crazy. They are pretty amazing results. 
like two Ooh. completely different kind of stories. Yeah. And I, it's, I love hearing that because like, and I think what you just said, Amanda, is so true that people don't value themselves. So they don't think change will do any different, but particularly that first story that uh, when you start doing things for yourself, not only does it help you, but it helps your family, your community, anybody you're around. Um, and no one's going to change that for you. And you don't know the impact it'll have until you actually start seeking out to do something. Um, and that story is just okay. evident. Like even asking for a cup of tea for, it doesn't sound like much, but that would be massive if somebody has been a narcissist their whole life and never, ever thought of anyone else. Absolutely it is. And it's it's life-changing. Mm. I haven't seen him or, well, I didn't see him in the first place, but, you know, I haven't actually had any contact <laughs> with him for a while. You could FaceTime me, um, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We can do a Zoom. <laughs> But um, it's really, it was really one of probably the most impactful stories up until then that I'd, I'd had with um, a client. It was really heartwarming and why I do what I do because mm. that sort of impact just whoever that person is in around from then, that day forward has an impact on other people because, if, like we said, if you're feeling good, you pass it on to someone else. It could be just a kind word. It could be a comforting conversation. It doesn't have to be the biggest, you know, life-changing thing, but it might be for that other person. Yeah. It might be that thing that really changes for them. One word, I see you, you know, it could be just a little I believe in you, anything like that. Yeah, yeah so, so true. Yeah, and, and that's could be that's generational. Do you know what I mean? You've broken the cycle in, you know, in a, an abusive family that's relied relied on different forms of self medicating that are not healthy, um, and then it has a ripple effect for more generations. And at the end of the day, that's all we want in life. We want to be making an impact, and there's no better story than that. I mean, that was a, a lovely story. So thanks for sharing that. Now, people are probably listening. Where can if you can do this over the phone without without even seeing somebody and get those impacts is amazing um you run like free workshops and training for other people trying to explain where people can reach out and maybe see some of these or what they can expect yeah sure so on our website we actually have some free downloadables that you can actually have an experience we do free workshops uh two times a month people can sign up for those they're on zoom and we do practitioner training for people who actually want to learn how to use tuning forks in a professional environment as well. Amazing. And that's all through our website, which is biofieldbeing.com.au. All right. I love that. Well, the best way to start there, if anybody's listening, um, I'll have links in show notes 310. Um, basically go to one of the free workshops and that's a great way to uh, tip your toes into the water and, um, you know, get a, a better idea of what it's like because you've probably been listening today and um, you're probably intrigued and a bit more curious, you know, like I'm curious about it. And um, I think it's amazing. There's so many options out there for people. And um, if you are struggling or there's something not right, or you want to make a difference or you want to feel better, there's, there's things out there for you. And um, if you haven't found it yet, then you keep searching and this could be it, Amanda. Thanks, Dale. We are willing to work with people in whatever stage they're ready, whether they just want to come for the free workshop or whether they want to come for a session. And we're very happy to answer emails, any questions to do with any of this also. 
Amazing. Well, thank you for coming on the show and explaining to me what it was. And I've got a better understanding now. And you, you did it in a really good way because I had no idea what I was uh, going to be talking about today. And, and I'm intrigued by it now. And I think people always love hearing, you know, a good story. And you gave a couple of really brilliant examples that I still can't believe over the phone that that is life changing. That's it's a lovely story. So um, this is episode number 310. I'll have links in the show notes. You can go and check out, reach out to Amanda and see how this could work for you. Amanda, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for the great conversation, Dale.